Welcome to the VP Live Network. Your 30-second countdown has begun. This show is intended for adults of legal smoking age, and as such, the content is not intended for viewers and listeners under the age of 18. Vapor's Place is in no way responsible for the opinions of any host on the VP Live Network. Please grab a vape, sit back, and enjoy the show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, that was the boom. Um, what was I going to tell you? It must have been a lie because I forgot already. Hi. Um, everybody, if, you know, send good thoughts, prayers, karma, whatever the hell it is you believe in, please send it towards Texas Way. Um, my friend Parr is down there and, um, yeah, it's like the second coming of Christ down there. Uh, they're got flooding and winds and tornadoes and god awful shit going on so par we love you stay safe and margo i'm really glad that you're nice and safe in joplin missouri with no tornadoes just saying we can keep it that way um i have two vape shows that i really 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 have enjoyed over the years Inside Vaping, I absolutely adore those guys. And one of my other favorite shows was always Vape Link. And that was Kazakhan, Sensafield, and Basil Ray. And when they stopped doing their show, I was about devastated. I was so sad. I wouldn't say devastated, but I was really sad. Okay? Um, and I'm really lucky that tonight, Mr. Sensafield is going to join us. Let me pull him in here. Maybe if Skype will work. There he is. Hello. I got to mute real quick. My... Maybe if Skype will work. There he is. Hello. Hello. I got to mute. <laughs> I'm that guy. I'm totally that guy. I do that stuff too. Right? Yeah, I do. I do it all the time. Don't worry about it. <laughs> How are you? I have missed you. Where have you been? Oh, God. I've been so busy. I've been... Um, I have been... Obviously not doing reviews. Obviously. <laughs> At least not very often. Um, I guess, you know what? I hit a point where, I guess it was in the, I would call it the mechanical mod error, right? Which, you know, would have been last year. Uh, I guess I hit a point where it was like, I don't know, what am I supposed to say about these things, right? What am I supposed to say about it? It's a tube and a battery and a button. Yeah, um, like... Hey, it's a review. It's made out of metal. <laughs> you know, like, so I, I kind of, like, I got to a point where, I don't know if you remember, but I had, like, built this box. I, okay, I didn't build it. Phased, who used to be a modder, uh-huh. built it for me. Um, I have I have a phased box mod. I have a, oh, do I, you? Yeah, I have one of the uh, DNA 20 SNUS mods. Oh, yeah, that thing will last for, like, yeah. forever. Yeah. Um, so... Anyway, so FaZe built this testing box for me to test mechanical mods. And, you know, I was, like, going through this whole, like, phase where I was trying to explain to people that, you know, they weren't calculating uh, Ohm's Law correctly when they were, you know, entering their um, resistance in and they were, you know, their voltage and, you know, trying to figure out what wattage they were vaping at. Nobody was listening to me. 
because nobody wants to hear that they're vaping at a lower wattage than they think they are on the mechanical mod. So, um, you know, it just kind of like, I was like, you know what? Like, that was my attempt to make mechanical mod reviews interesting. <laughs> it just didn't work out that way. And it didn't really work out. And, you know, so I sort of just like, you know, I still continued to vape, but I sort of just was like, you know what? Eh, I'm not, I'm not going to put the... I'm not going to put the time in. It takes a whole entire night, sometimes more than a night, for a reviewer to record and edit and upload and then, you know, sort of send out to the masses and post in different forums and stuff like that their video. So it's it's actually more time-consuming than anybody could ever imagine. And, you know, I just was like, you know what, I, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm just going to, like, hang out and enjoy my vape. So, you know... Obviously, since then, it's only been, um, you know, a couple of reviews here and there. Anything that I'm interested in, you know, I'll review if I have time. So, also, you know, I've always been the type of person who vaping is like a cool little thing that's part of my life, but it's not all of my life. I have been um, really, really busy lately. And I haven't even touched my lathe to turn a drip tip in in a couple several weeks, and I just I have real life stuff to do, you know. Yeah. Um, I have gardens to put in. It's camp season. I've got a kid here that is in the final couple of weeks of school, and he's online cyber schooled at home. And I have a husband and grandkids, and you know, I mean, it's just life. Life just happens. So. I've gotten a couple of messages from people that are like, um, did I do something? I'm like, no, why? <laughs> they said, well, you haven't been at the show in a while. And I'm like, well, that's nothing personal. That's just me being busy as shit. And real life takes precedence for me over this. And, you know, that that's an interesting thing to talk about, right? So there's people who, you know, vaping is sort of like the main thing. It defines them, right? And... They want it to be their career in some way, shape, or form, whether it's making money off of YouTube channel or websites or working in the industry or opening their own shop eventually. You know, like all of these things are, if you start off as a reviewer, you're opening up these avenues if you become popular, right? And for me, like I never had any aspirations of being in this industry in any way that would ever make money. Um, so it was never like a really big focus of mine. Um, and I think that when you see reviewers come and go, right. Uh, I think I stuck with it for like three years, maybe, maybe three and a half years. When you see reviewers come and go, it's because they're, they don't have a stake in the industry. They don't have a monetary gain. They don't have, you know, they're not interested in, you know, making thousands of dollars off of YouTube videos, assuming that they get millions and millions of views. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> millions and millions and millions of views. Millions and millions of views. These people are not getting filthy rich off of, you know, 20,000 views or something like that. But, um, you know, I think that, like, you go into it and maybe you have, you know, pure intentions at first. And then you see a business opportunity, and it's a better business opportunity than you have in your career or your job. Um, you know, and it sort of consumes you. 
I'm getting married. I've been planning a, a wedding for yeah, two didn't years you guys, now. Didn't you guys move? Oh, yeah, we did move. So that was another big thing. Yeah, that's a total pain in the ass. That 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 was just, wow. You know, like um, decorating a new house. <laughs> you know, not to like, I mean. And who won those battles? Uh, you know, it's funny. It's because, you know, I, I am. So I used to be a print designer. And then I was a website designer. And now I am a user experience designer for software applications. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> the other two, I know what they mean. That one, I have no idea what the hell that means. I make sure that when you're using an application, be it a mobile application or a cloud-based application or a desktop application, that when you want to do something, you can do it easily. Um, that when a button is labeled something that whatever you expect that button to do, it will do. Uh, so I basically control the hierarchy of information in an application. Um, and I, my domain is sort of like the labels of buttons and where the buttons lead and the different functions that a user can do um, within any specific screen of an application. That kind of sounds like it can be monotonous and rather boring. Uh, it's <laughs> It sounds that way, but it's like, it's very, I come home from work and I'm very mentally drained because I have to think like somebody, like I have to think. Like somebody else. Like somebody else, like multiple different people with different levels of intelligence, right? And I need to basically take something that's complex. <laughs> Do you know what's so funny about that? I have had conversations with Lou Ritter, and I have had conversations with Basil Ray, and I have had conversations with J.D. I, I have a lot of really smart friends, since. I really do. Um, and you're one of them. Do you know how many times I've looked at people and said, can you just dumb that shit down for me, please? <laughs> so if I'm going to dumb down what I do for a living is I just make shit work. Okay. Right? If, you, if, you, if you have an application on your phone or on your desktop or a cloud app, I make that shit work. Well, and I mean, I can understand where it can be difficult because I've tried to explain something to somebody before and they're like, no, I don't understand. And then I sit there and I try to think of another way to explain it. Because my husband, God love him, um, he has a background in electricity. Okay, this man was a high voltage electrician. He was a, a mechanical electrician. And when Paul will try to explain something to me, and I'm like, mm, no. And so he goes to explain it to me again, and he's saying the exact same shit he said the first time. And I'm like, if I didn't understand those words the first fucking time you said them, the same words aren't going to make any more sense the second time. <laughs> oh, and that is the world that I live in, right? Where I can say, I, okay, so like something that makes complete and utter sense to me, right? Because I'm intimately knowledgeable about how a application works uh -huh. right um is not going to make sense to joe schmo off of the street who just wants to 
you know, I don't know. Push the button and have the damn thing work. Exactly, right? So I was actually just on the phone with one of my friends uh, talking about, um, you know, like how, like on a high level, what I do is really I take very complex ideas and I translate them for, uh, I translate them in a way that everybody can understand them, right? Now, maybe I don't always... That, I that's can, a little more difficult than it sounds, though. It's a, it's extremely difficult, and it's, um, you know, designing something, right? Just, like, the visuals of it, like, making something look cool. Like, if you have artistic talent, you know, that's not necessarily easy, but it is fun, mm-hmm. right? It's like this Yeah, fun I had a graphic thing. shop. I, I owned a graphic shop. You didn't know that, did you? I did not know yes. that. Really? Um, yes, I owned a graphic shop, um, and I mean, we did we did full color vinyl, we did regular, you know, just solid vinyl on a on a cutter, and then uh, we did. I did sixteen. I had a sixteen needle um, embroidery machine that was oh, all computer wow. operated, and I did business cards and letterhead and all of that kinds of shit. Because I mean, I live in a really small town, so if you're gonna do something you have to be kind of broad spectrum here you know yeah you cannot survive here on a single thing you know if i were to say okay i'm gonna do vehicle graphics door lettering for semis i would have been broke <laughs> you know so i had to know a little bit of everything and designing graphics was always really really interesting to me and I mean, I used to have people come in and I'd tell them what color schemes I was going to go with and try to explain to them what I was going to do. And they're like, mm, just do whatever, Jeannie. <laughs> and, and I mean, I have had people sit there with me the entire time from when I was designing their stuff to making their stuff to applying their stuff and had them say, I had no idea it was going to turn out like that. That looks really cool. That's not what I thought it was going to look like. So, I mean, that that was fun to me. But, I mean, vector graphics are not fun to a lot of people. Yeah, it, um, but it's also something that a lot of people don't know how to even begin to... Uh, so so people just people who are not artistic, and there's nothing wrong with not being artistic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the whole, like, concept of, like, you put this application in front of them and, you know, vector graphics, does anybody even, you know, does, does does anybody who doesn't work with vector graphics know what vector graphics are, right? You know, like, and, like, drawing something basically on the computer, you know, like, I think that a lot of people wouldn't even know where to start, right? And they wouldn't view it as fun. They'd get frustrated. But if you know how to use the application, if you're artistic, right, um, you know, it ends up being something that's very fun. It's like, you know, when I was in like eighth grade, sitting at home on like a Thursday night drawing comic book characters, right? Like that was fun, you know? And I'll translate that into creating art for, um, you know, commercial use, right? Like, you know, drawing a logo in Illustrator was always fun to me. Um, Now, I'm not saying that user experience is not fun, I'm saying that user experience is much different. It is very taxing on your mind. And I can imagine. When I, I have a team right now that I work with, uh, and there's five of us, and when Friday rolls around, you can see in their eyes 
that they are drained. Like, drained on a level that's just, it's not a physical drain. It's a mental drain. Uh, Mike Getz Getz just put into chat that um, you are what we engineers refer to as the organic interface. So, yes. So that... um, that's very true, right? And you know what? Uh, God, engineers, I love them. I love them, love them, love them to death. There's nothing that I enjoy more than working with an engineer that's never worked with a designer before uh, and seeing how um, eventually as they see the design process and the user experience process and you know how the, the user experience designer creates the hierarchy and how the system works, um, like where they suddenly, you know, like they get it, right? And they're on the same page as you, and they're pointing out usability issues that you may have not seen, you know? Or they're, you know, uh, talking about what maybe a graphic that a visual designer did after you were done your UX work, visual designer takes it, designs it, and then that goes over to the dev for implementation. Um, you know, like seeing a developer, an engineer that has not worked with a designer before, the first time that they work with a designer and when they, and when they get it, it's, it's really awesome. And I actually had the opportunity to work with my brother for a few years who is an engineer, he's a computer engineer. Um, and... Now when I talk to them about user interfaces and applications and software and stuff like that, and just even things in daily life when he points out that, you know, the, you know, uh, the TV stand that I have in my, my living room, when he's like, that door is a slightly different shade of red than the rest of the TV stand. I'm like, I can't believe that you noticed that. <laughs> right? It's such a small difference. Can't believe that you noticed that. So I think that... Um, it's a really exciting field to be in. Um, it's really in demand at the moment, at least in my town, which is Philly. And um, Oh, see, all this time I did not realize you lived in Philly. So that yeah, makes yeah. me really want to yell at you for the time you were doing the review live on the air on your drive home. <laughs> see, I That's, don't forget a damn thing. You Dip don't. Shit. I remember you were so mad at me. I was so mad. I'm like, you're fucking driving. I was so excited to talk about the EVIC. But you were driving. I was at a wedding, and I was going to miss the show. And the only way that I could be on the show and talk about the EVIC and be the first to talk about the EVIC, <laughs> right? Which was so important, right? Uh, that that um, mod was so lovely, I gave mine away. <laughs> I actually, uh, I still have the head for it and i have a bod mecca god i have so many mods it's ridiculous i have like boxes of them um i i don't have boxes of them um i tend to keep the ones that mean something to me or the stuff that i really like and everything else i give away i i have sold one of my mods really well you know anybody is welcome to um swing by the house and pick up Whatever I am not using at any given time, but I am lazy. <laughs> and, and you know what? Uh, like, I thought about, like, just, like, giving them away and stuff like that. Then I got to go to the post office, and maybe I'm an asshole. Well, 
I'll tell you what. Well, no, I I get that because getting to the post office pain in the ass. I just petitioned the post office to have the route extended so that I can have a mailbox up in front of my house because it's like two miles to the post office for me. I should not have to drive to the fucking post office and get my packages, especially not when they're advertising, you know, Sunday mail delivery to people. I'm like, wait a damn minute. You sons of bitches won't even bring my shit to my house. So I understand that. But um, I... I I'll tell you what. Since I'll even send you a postage paid a postage paid label, and you can send that shit to me because at Christmas time, um, I belong to a group. Niagara Kayaker started this group. It's called the Island of the Lost Mods, and we just removed everybody from it. But what we and we're going to start it back up at Christmas time. And what we do is we take all this shit and we piff it out to people that are in need of gear, or need something bigger or better, or any of the troops any. Any active duty people that we can find in the military, we send them boxes full of stuff. And it's really cool and it's fun. Um, it just got where, you know, all year long it's, it started turning into the, you know, well, I want a bigger, better mech mod and we weren't about that. So, but um, we're going to start it back up around Christmas time and do it all over again. And, and it really was, it made me feel good. Yeah. To try to help somebody out that needed the damn help. So that was fun. But um Well you know what I'll do? Um so first off, uh there is absolutely no reason that you should ever send me a postage paid anything. Um what I'll do is I'll get like one of those like ten dollar flat rate boxes or something like that and I will put everything that I have other than like I have one box of mods that are like I've got like caravellas in there and stuff like that. All the stuff that I paid for. Yeah, you know, as a matter of fact, Lord. most of this stuff I paid for because people didn't like to give me free well, stuff. Well, then you need to put that stuff up on Mod Trader, you dipshit. <laughs> no, I keep it. Like, I don't know why I keep it, but uh, does anybody even want a caravella anymore? Uh, well, you... and Niagara Kayaker, um, Sean Casey. Um, he was like the top of the Caravella fan club. I don't even have any idea how many Caravellas Niagara had. I mean, he still got a pile of them. Um, and and I always remember that because he would be posting pictures, and I'm like, another Caravella, and he's like, just shut up, Jeannie. Just shut <laughs> up, Jeannie. <laughs> you know, and you know, and I was I was nicely teasing him. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't saying, oh, good lord. Because there are people that are constantly throwing up, you know, oh, look at, you know, hand check, hand check. I got to tell you, I am so fucking sick and tired of looking at hand check pictures. Uh, yeah, I don't understand it. Um, it's like, hey, this is my hand. Yeah. And uh, it has a mod in it. And there's an atomizer on top of that mod. Yeah, and, and a bottle of juice I paid too much money for. Yeah. It's like, right? yeah, like, you. Really? Make, it, it makes absolutely no sense to me. I have no interest in seeing uh, your mod. Um, <laughs> I, I just don't. I, I don't think, I actually don't think that mods are special anymore. Um, I don't think that anybody should pay thousands of dollars for something that costs, you know, $600 or thousands of dollars for something that costs uh, $100 or thousands of dollars for something that costs $1,000. Right, like I don't think that anybody should pay a thousand dollars for a mod. I think that these things are. Um, I, I view them sort of like as utility. You know, I, I it holds a battery and it fires up a coil. Right, um, the whole like there's a value like they they grow in value. Uh, I 
Uh, there was a point where I, I subscribed to that train of thought, and you know now I don't. And uh, surprise, surprise, I don't collect mods anymore. So because of that, right? Like I collected mods because they went up in value, and I wasn't necessarily going to sell them. Um, but I liked owning something that was rare and that was uh, gaining value. Like something about that felt real good to me. Uh, now I just, you know, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care, you know, if it's made out of the rarest wood in the world or anything like that. Or if it's like, <laughs> you know, like, does it have a battery in it? And does it work? <laughs> right? Like that, that, that's all I care about. Yeah, I've got I've got two devices sitting here, and and both of them, by the way, have a Nautilus mini tank sitting on them, which is historically funny. But um, yeah, I've got an RDNA forty sitting here, a Vapor Shark. Yeah. And I've got an E Leaf, ice stick. So you know, I mean, how's that for two ends of the spectrum? But yeah. if if it works, if it works and it serves its purpose, I'm good with that. Um, do I like the RDNA? Yeah, I really like the RDNA. Have I played with the temperature control? No, because I have I don't have any nickel wire. I have spools and spools and spools. A canthal downstairs. Why the fuck am I gonna go out and buy yeah. nickel wire? Um, but you know, I I am still to this day pretty much a really low wattage vapor. But that's because I really like the flavor in my vape. I've never really been concerned with how big of a cloud of vapor I blow. Um, and you know, of course, having a husband with a background in electricity, um, he's not really fond of the build that I have that's 0.45. He's not fond of that. Even though I'm using it on a regulated device, he's not fond of that idea at all. And he makes no bones about telling me he is not impressed with that. <laughs> well, God, you, you know, how, you know. Anybody who ever watched Vape Link knows where I stand on safety. Mm-hmm. I um, like regulated power. I really do. Yeah. Uh, so everything that I use now is regulated. I have not touched a mechanical mod in I don't even know when. Um, you know, I use the temperature control. Um, I use Canthal also without the temperature control. Um, I do have, like, you know, I have fears of, you know, that are based around the superheating of liquid that is primarily uh, VG-based, right? Mm -hmm. so, so here's the thing about VG, um, and this is just something that I understand, right? This, I'm in no way, shape, or form an expert in, you know, uh, the, the chemical makeup of e-liquid or anything like that. Uh, but my understanding is that VG actually needs more heat to vaporize, Right? Yes. So, so if we think about it, if we think about it, in order to get VG to vaporize at a level that is satisfactory to the user, uh, we have to have a higher heat level, right? Now, if we hadn't, you know, over the past two years, moved towards this VG liquid, which we primarily moved towards it, right, because of the amount of vapor that it produces because it produces more vapor than PG, right? Mm -hmm. So the whole industry moved towards this liquid VG, more, more vapor. Great. That's great. No, it's not great. It drives me insane. But anyway, go on. 
right? So, so now you uh, now you have this liquid that takes more heat in order to vaporize um, at a satisfactory level to the user, and um, you have this VG that chemically, from what I understand, what I understand can potentially chemically change at a certain um, level of heat. Yes. Right? That is that is a fact. So so if we are, you know, vaping on something and we're going above a certain heat level and we are creating this chemical called acrolin, um, and then we are inhaling that and this is supposed to be bad for us, um, you know, that's where my fears lie. And that is the literally the only reason why I build with nickel coil right i am and you know and i have to tell you what's kind of ironic here is tuesday night i was on inside vaping with jerry and dane and ed and uncle dagger and um this breakdown was one of the things that that we were talking about you know and and why you know why are we not doing more studies at these higher wattages and lower ohms that people are actually using because I am like an eight watt vapor. Okay. I am yeah. a, I am in the minority now. Uh, you know, there are not a lot of people that are vaping at less than 10 watts. Um, and I do that because I like flavor. I've never been about the clouds and whatever. Um, I don't, I don't need all that, but if, this is the way the industry is going, then we need to start testing this stuff under those conditions because actually doing inhalation studies on on less than 10 watts is ignoring the mass populace of vapors out there that are not doing that. So I guess that, um, and and I talked to you briefly about this over Facebook Messenger. Um, I guess my view is that um, high and low wattage is relative to each individual person's perception, mm-hmm. right? So if I'm using an ego battery, not even an ego twist, right? If I'm just using an ego battery with, you know, you know I don't know, whatever Enjoy sells, right? With that ego battery and their, uh, their you know, C- CE4, CE4 copper, thing, yeah. right? You know, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm probably a very low wattage vapor, right? And 10 or 15 or 20 watts might be high wattage to me. Now, in my situation, um, you know, even with just, you know, with, with, with just Canthal, with the Canthal build, um, you know, I might be up around 35, 40 watts, right? I might push a DNA 40 all the way up, uh, especially if it's a dual coil. And... You know, I would consider, you know, like a 100-watt vapor a high-watt high vapor. And, you know, I consider, from my perspective, if I'm looking at how I vape, right, um, I'm a normal vapor. And somebody who vapes on an ego is a low-watt vapor, right? Or somebody who's even at 15 or 20 watts is a low-watt vapor. But, you know, this comes back to sort of like what my job is about, which is empathy, Right, having empathy for other users, right, and the viewpoint is different depending on where you are at. And everybody is always going to think that where they vape is sort of a normal level, 
So the person who vapes at 100 watts, they think that's normal. Oh, yeah. No, everybody but me, because I know I'm a minority. <laughs> so, but are you, right? Because the, the craziest thing is that I've walked around the city, because I've been working in the city for two years now. And, you know, so I'm walking around Philly, small city, and man, there are egos everywhere. Everywhere. I see egos everywhere. I see a box mod, like, maybe twice a month. So I see an ego once or twice a day. Oh well, see, see that there is hope. Thank you very much. You made me <laughs> feel better because that's. I mean, Dane and I were talking, and we we're like, you know, I really think that we're the only ones that are any part of this show that vape the way we do. And I think, and I guess I mean to say, in the community, there I should have expanded on that for. In what we know to be the community, which you and I both know since is probably 1% of the, the, the vapors worldwide, um, yeah. because, you know, all of these people online and all of these groups, everybody thinks that, you know, this, this huge community of vapors. Um, and the reality check on that is we are a very, very, very small percentage of actual vapors. Um, and... I don't think that the media and the FDA is lying when they say that big tobacco has the largest market share of vaping now. Um, and because I think that's true. I really do. Um, go ahead, start sending hate mail now, folks. Um, I think that's true because most of these people have seen this stuff in the 7-Eleven, in the stop and go, in the, you know, the, the corner gas station and picked one up. They have no idea. That, uh, you know what? Um, that we exist. So really, really interesting, um, really interesting situation, right? So like I play video games when I have like a little bit of free time, which mm -hmm. I don't have much free time. Um, and I ran into this group of guys online, and it's really funny because I could tell a vapor just like I used to be able to tell a smoker, right? Like if I was talking to a, a smoker on the phone, I, I would know that they were a smoker when they took a hit, right? Um, so I was like playing on Xbox Live, and um, there was a guy who took a hit in my on my team. From and you could hear the... And I heard it, right? And I was like, oh, you're a vapor. And this was a friend of a friend. And now me and him become very good friends. Um, but so this is his situation, right? He lives in Nevada. He doesn't know that any of this shit online exists, right? He, does, he has never bought anything online. He has one local vape shop, right? He bought an Ego from there. And he has a Pro Tank 1, right? Why does oh, he have a Pro Tank 1? Because they only carry the coils for a Pro Tank 1. So this is a vape shop that's still carrying Pro Tank 1s and coils for Pro Tank 1s, right? So this is his world, right? It's this one brick and mortar. And whatever they have is all he knows that exists, right? So, like, I have to think that there are a lot of people out there who are in that situation even if they have a vape shop that has, like, you know, really high-end mods or high-wattage mods or anything like that, whatever's there or whatever they see when they go to that vape shop to hang out, how, uh, when, they, um, when they go to the vape shop to hang out, whatever they see there 
you know, that's that's what they know exists. And, and I know somebody said, has this guy uh, ever heard of the Internet in the chat, right? Yeah, he, he's, he's heard of the Internet and he's not interested in vaping outside of he wanted to quit smoking. He quit smoking with vaping, right? Yeah, found a vape shop. Okay, I can get all my shit here. Yep, my shit works. That's all I care. And, and there's a lot of people like that. And that's the end of it for him. Yeah. So, you know, like, he even makes fun of me because I've sent him pictures of my mod. I've sent him hand checks, right? I've sent him pictures of some of my mods, and he's like, I don't know what, you, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what the hell that is. That yeah. crazy stuff. And I'm oh. just like, I'm like, yeah, you know, I think it works better. He thinks he blows clouds. Okay? With he his pro-tank one. Hey, uh, that, that's, if you know what? And see, and here's my thing. The biggest thing I think that pisses me off is when somebody will post up their gear or whatever, you know, this is what I'm using, and then there will be 70 fucking comments on, oh, no, that's a piece of shit, and you need this, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. They did not They did not post a question saying, my shit's not working, what do I do? They just put up a post like, hey, I got this new stuff, and I really love it, and now there's all these comments about it being a piece of shit. I don't have to like what you're vaping with. You don't have to like what I'm vaping with. If my gear is working for me and your gear is working for you, that's the fucking point. End of story. That's the point. If they are happy with what they've got and it works for them, people shouldn't be bad-mouthing it. Exactly. And you know what? That's because people are assholes. Right? Just in, just in general, like anybody who puts down somebody for what they're using... uh they're an asshole. And, you know, I, I got news for you. I use an Enjoy Recharge all day, right? In the summer, when I'm not wearing a jacket, so I don't have pockets, you know, to put my mod in, if I'm going out for lunch, you know, during work or something like that, or I'm going someplace where I'm, you know, going to be out and about, not in my car, or not in a place where I can easily just put my mod down on a table i'm using an enjoy recharge because it's easy to fit in my pocket and you know what it's got a lot of nicotine in those cartridges yeah, and... have you ever figured out what's in them uh i have no idea yeah. what's in them yeah because i'll tell you what i went to uh ecc vpx in niagara falls okay and um they gave you one of those when you walked in the door they had cases of these fucking things sitting around right and they're like, oh, well, which flavor would you like? And I'm like, mmm, vanilla. Right? <laughs> Worst it can be is awful, right? Yeah. So I come home and um, I open this package up and I'm like, you know, I said, I'll, g- I'll give this thing a try, right? So, and I'm used to my Aspire Nautilus minis and whatever. So I took about three puffs off of this Enjoy Recharge. I'm like, whoa, okay, fine. We can put this back in the box for a while. <laughs> and and I started looking on this literature and I'm I'm like looking everywhere. I can't find a nick level on this fucking thing any place. And when I tell people about it, I'm like, look, as far as a nick level, I can't tell you exactly what it is, but it's really 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 high. Oh yeah. I it, I mean the king, right? Is what? 45 milligrams? Yeah, the, the kings came in 30 and 45. 
I have to imagine that it's probably about the same. Yeah, but I tell you, my mom was here, and my mom, I thought, oh, well, because my mother is a dual user. Okay. Um, and not in the Stanton Glance, Mitt Jeller kind of dual user. Um, my mother's a good dual user, and I think there's a lot more of them than there are the other. But anyway, when my mother's around me, she will get her e-cig out and use her e-cig. Because she knows that I don't like the smell of smoke. Yeah. You know. That's um, nice of her. Yeah. It's, she's being polite. When she's around my dad, who is an ex-smoker and the worst form of ex-smoker that, oh, yeah, just quit. Just set them things down. Don't smoke me anymore. That's what I did. And this is the guy that was going through three packs of cools a day. Okay. Um, wow. So, yeah, my dad is one of them ex-smokers that's an asshole ex-smoker. <laughs> yeah yeah he's yeah I, and i love him i absolutely adore my dad but yeah um the fact that him and my mother haven't killed each other over her smoking is amazing but um so when she's around me she uses her e-cig and when she's in my dad's truck she uses her e-cig but if she's out on her deck reading a book she smokes her cigarettes if she's around my sister that smokes she smokes her cigarettes so she was up here and i'm like oh hey mom you might like this because her biggest complaint about her e-cigs and the guy at the swap meet in Florida that's selling her six milligram e juice needs kicked in the balls, because um, that's never going to make her happy. Um, yeah. I make her. I make my mother twenty four. And when I make my mom twenty four milligram tobacco e liquid, she likes that because yeah. it's like smoking to her. You know, she can vape for four minutes and set it down and not touch it again for you know half an hour or an hour. Um, so, but. She was here, and I'm like, so, hey, try this. And my mother tried it, and she's like, oh, you know what? If this was tobacco, this would be good. I like this. So I'm like, okay. So I go down to the convenience store. I spent $17 on a package of decartomizers for this Enjoy Recharge and, and gave it to my mother. And while I'm there, I'm like, well, you know what? Son of a bitch. Now, this was really nice for me to throw in my purse because it didn't take up much room. Yep. And if something happened to the gear I had, so I ended up buying me another one. So I have one too. Yeah, I, I think that it, you know what? It's interesting, you know, because I I work with a bunch of people who have never been around somebody who vapes before. And they see some of the devices I walk in with and they're like, that's just weird. But what really intrigued them was the whole entire packaging of the Enjoy Recharge, right? And how the... Uh, USB was like sort of tucked right in there. Mm-hmm. Right? So you always got it with you if you need it. If you happen to have a USB uh, you know, input, so say you're at work. You always got the ability to recharge it. Ha ha ha. Enjoy recharge. Um, <laughs> and, you know, they were just like the one of the things that they noticed when I handed it to them was that it sounded like a Zippo when you opened and closed it, and it was nice to play with the the top, right? You know, that's one thing from my smoking days I have not ever gotten rid of is my Zippo lighters. Really? You know, they're made 18 miles from my house. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, the, the one and only Zippo factory is in Bradford, Pennsylvania, and it's about 18 miles from here. Um, I would probably say 20% of this town works there. Really? Yeah. I have to get you to go sneak in there and steal me a nice Zippo lighter. <laughs> they have they what have a, Zippo has a museum. <laughs> Did you know that? What's that? Zippo has a museum. Really? Yes, they do. Uh, Zippo lighters actually has its own museum, and the coolest thing about it is when you go into this museum, um, 
they have this wall of lighters um, that have been donated back to them when servicemen have died or and passed on and whatever. Yeah. But they actually have all of these guys' name on plaques and stuff with these lighters, and it's really kind of cool. But, you know, that whole thing with if your Zippo ever breaks, send it in, they'll repair it for free and send it back to you? Yeah. They actually have the repair room with this big glass wall, so when you're going through this museum, you can see them fixing Zippo lighters and packing them up and shipping them back to people. It, and, I mean, and it's kind of funny, but... It's a very it's a very rare thing now for somebody to guarantee something for life. And yeah, Zippo lighters yep. are still guaranteed for life. But guaranteed for life is like unheard of nowadays. Yeah, you know, all they do is make things so that they break. I mean, you think about you know what? I had it I had a situation maybe I don't know, a year or two ago where I bought hungry hungry hippos for my uh my niece and nephew. And, like, we got it out of the box, and I was like, this is a piece of shit, right? Like, this is going to break in a second. They're going to be pounding on this thing. Hungry, hungry hippos. If you don't know the game, look it up. Yeah, I do. Um, I have four kids. I know what it is. Yeah, so. Um, it's annoying as fuck, by the way, from a parent's perspective. <laughs> but it was yeah, so much okay. fun when I was a kid. Right? I, I remember the quality of hungry, hungry hippos when I was a kid. It was, I mean, you could pound on it. You could jump on it. It wouldn't break. You know, you think about, you know, uh, you know, action figures like Transformers. They used to be die cast, right? Now they're plastic. You know, break in a second. So, you know, everything is made to break now. And nobody guarantees what they sell you. So for like a company like Zippo to still be guaranteeing for life their product, that says something. Yeah, we have, um, I have one of their, they even, Zippo even makes a grill lighter. Oh, really? You know, the long, yeah, Zippo makes a refillable grill lighter. And um, I dropped mine on the sidewalk and it came, it broke um, where it was, uh, where the ends were pressed into the body of it. Um, one of them broke. And um, we go over to Bradford. We have some really good friends that live over there and we're over there and, uh, her, um, my friend Janine, her brother works there, and he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'll just take that in and get it, get it fixed for you, get it fixed for you." They, they ended up, they sent me a brand new one. Really? You know, yeah, they gave me a brand new one. Um, so it's really rare, but yeah. So Zippos, and I understand what you mean, like the click of a Zippo. Do you remember when Steve and Troop made the GVM mod? Do you remember that? The GVM. Yeah, I still have one. Um, I actually have... I'm trying, to, I'm trying to recall. Yeah, it looked like a giant Zippo lighter, and it was a, it was a, uh, it was a um, juice box mod. But it was milled... They milled these things out of a solid piece of aluminum. I mean, this thing... This thing is... I could comatose somebody if they tried to mug me. And I, <laughs> and I keep this mod always. I love the way where they put the button on it. I love the fact that it's got a six mil juice bottle in it. But I really, really had to have one when when they were when they were talking Google Plus. Um, clear back when Google Plus first started rolling out, and everybody was hanging out in Hangouts. Remember that? Yeah. Um, and I they were want. showing <laughs> off the first one, and I'm like, I have to have one of those because it's like a Zippo lighter. I'm looking at it right now. It looks really cool. Yeah. You know, you know what's interesting? You know, you're bringing up this mod, right? That that's a bottom feeder. Right? 
uh, they're coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's amazing, and it only makes sense, right? Um, you know what I find really, really interesting is that we've gotten to a point in the in the industry where there are going to be vapors who are going to see a bottom feeding mod and be like, "Oh my god, that's a great idea," right? Mm-hmm. And think that it's something new. Meanwhile, you're going to have the old heads, yeah. right, who are like, "I had a Rio, like." you know, four years, five years ago, <laughs> right? Like, this is just, this is, you know, it's like, uh, it's like how styles come back, you know? Sometimes styles shouldn't come back. But I, I kind of pissed too. somebody off the other day. And, you know, so, hey, if you're the one out there that I pissed off, get over it. Um, <laughs> somebody was asking a question about what was the, you know, what an RBA and an RDA. Okay. And, and, and I explained it that, they're the same fucking thing. Exactly. And they're like, what? And I'm like, it's the same thing. A rebuildable atomizer and a rebuildable dripping atomizer is the same damn thing. Now, if you're talking an RTA or a Genesis, then you're talking about some different shit. And they're like, well, why do they call it different stuff? And I explained it this way. I said, they call it different stuff because when somebody started making it, and there was a new vapor out there that didn't realize that this shit existed two years ago. <laughs> they came up with a different name for it because they thought it was this new damn invention. It's the same damn thing. Same thing. I, I, you know, it annoys the crap out of me when I see people talking about RDAs. I'm like, it's it's. it's 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 RBA. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, they're, they're the same fucking thing, people. It's the same thing. Um, you remember what was it? The bully wasn't the bully the first, and the atomizer uh, inhaler uh, was, I think, the second. Um, oh god, the first Genesis that I think was available in the U.S. was the hybrid mini that Zen actually based his designs off of because he couldn't get a hybrid mini. There were only like 18 in the country. I bought one for $250. $250 when I bought this mod was like, oh my God, you're spending $250 on a mod? Like that's absolutely ridiculous. Nowadays, it's like wait, people, the amount of money that they spend on this stuff, it's just mind boggling. The only mod I ever spent two hundred and fifty dollars on and never got. Thank you very much, uh, JBox. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I, I actually got my money back on my JBox. Yeah, I didn't. I uh, threatened him. Told him I was going to find him and, and beat his ass. Yeah, no, I didn't. And you know, and when that whole thing happened, Jason and I had been friends for two years or more, and. You know, and I was kind of sticking up for him. I'm like, no, Jason's a stand-up guy, and he's not going to screw us all over. Mm, yeah, guess what? Yeah, you know, it just goes to and show that you, you know, drama can't... still. And what's really funny is drama, like shit like that, will come back up, and like, oh yeah, and you know, Vapor's Place promoted this guy, and you know, well they didn't get fucked. Well, I got news for anybody that says that the people from Vapor's Place didn't get fucked. Kevin and I both paid for one and never got one, so there's that. But anyway. Yeah, all no, of this you know, stuff you know, comes you know, back around, and everybody thinks it's this new, wonderful thing, and we're all sitting here going, no. I'm glad to see it coming back around, but it's not new. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a this is a RDA. It's not an RBA. This is an RDA. Well, it's a rebuildable atomizer, and you know atomizers you can can use with carts, and they're like, oh, cartomizers, and you're like, no, a cartridge. Yeah, cartomizer. No, a cartridge. <laughs> Different thing. Um, but it's it's hysterically funny that you can try to explain something. I got in this big damn argument with somebody um, because they insisted. That an RDA was nothing but a rebuildable cartomizer. And I'm like, no, a cartomizer is different. No, it's not an atomizer. I said, yes, that's that's what they are. They're rebuildable atomizers. That's what RBA stands for. Rebuildable atomizer. No, atomizers don't have a wick. And, and this guy was just honest to God insistent that they were a cartomizer because they had a wick in them. Uh, a real atomizer doesn't have a wick. Well, I'll tell you what. Five years ago, I didn't have any fucking choice. But cartomizer or atomizer. And atomizers had wicks in them. Guess what? Atomizers still have wicks in them. And cartomizers were atomizers. With fluval packed around them. And yeah, but... Exactly. Don't you love when people who don't know shit about shit try to tell you about shit that you know about? <laughs> Well, I mean, I was trying to be nice. This whole thing started, and I'm like, well, RBA stands for Rebuildable Atomizer. And and I just got all kinds of assed up, and I'm thinking, this is, this, I should not, you know what? I'm going to have to leave the CASA chat. I really thought I was going to end up having to leave the We Are CASA group on Facebook. Because every time I was in there doing something, somebody would be in there just insistent on something and it was wrong, you know, and you try to nicely point something out and then, and, 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 uh, okay, fuck this. And I don't have, I try to behave myself in certain places. I really do. I'm not like this all the fucking time. <laughs> this is my show. I can be however I want here and this is me so people get over it. But like in the DIY group on Facebook, I try to be polite. Yeah. You know? In, in the We Are CASA group on Facebook, I have a really high opinion of CASA and what they're trying to do. So I really try to behave there, you know, um, yeah. where if it was on my Facebook wall, I would say, dude, you are just fucked in your head. <laughs> I wouldn't, you know, I'm not going to say that in, in the CASA group. I'm not going to say that in the DIY group just because, you know, and... But I, w I was like, I, I am just, I'm going to have to leave this group because if I don't leave this group, I'm going to tell somebody they're fucked in the head. <laughs> so I guess, all right. So like, isn't this, like, let's just talk about it in general from a high level view, right? Um, somebody says something in the community, right? And because they said it, like, like this is even the same in politics. Uh, I say you know, so-and-so did this, or so-and-so is this, and then another person says the same thing. Two people have said it, now it's true. Now everybody believes it to be true, and now everybody, um, you know, goes into their own social channels and exclaims that blah, blah, blah is true, right? And then this, this thing that may or may not be true suddenly becomes true 
in the minds of everybody in that community, right? So, you know, my mom gets, my mom has a lot of Republican friends, and she gets a lot of emails from them, like these chain emails. And, it, you know, obviously the Republicans don't like Obama, right? And my mom would, like, send them to me and be like, you know, is this true? Is this true? Is this true? So at least she's, like, fact-checking, uh-huh. right? Um, you know, and it finally got to the point where I said to my mom, I said, don't read anything that comes through on email from any of your friends. Or if you're going to read it, don't necessarily believe it's probably not true it's probably propaganda and that's what propaganda is right in politics right it is uh, i want everybody i want i want the masses to believe this right the Um, fda is out for our safety and welfare yeah so you know obviously you know this isn't propaganda necessarily in the vaping community but when somebody explains how to calculate their wattage incorrectly, right? And then everybody starts calculating their wattage that way. Um, And if you go and say, hey, uh, if you're using mechanical mod, this is not necessarily the wattage that you're vaping at because you're not taking into account the internal resistance of the mod itself, Mm -hmm. the internal resistance of the atomizer without the coil on it. Um, you're not taking into account the internal resistance of the battery, and this is a circuit, right? And all of these things are connected. See, and, and you explained that, and my eyeballs didn't even glaze over. <laughs> so, so like, you add up all of these resistances plus the resistance of your coil, and that is the resistance of your entire circuit, right? And that's what you put into Ohm's Law Calculator, assuming that you have a way that you could read the internal resistance of a battery, which uh, that's beyond me, so <laughs> I'm not going to even get into it. But, um, you know, like, so so there was just this, this whole, you know, year or so where people were just saying what wattage they vaped at, and I'm like, you're an idiot. <laughs> and then I tried to tell everybody, and nobody cared because... The community believed it was this way. My battery is charged to 4.2 volts, and when I check my battery, it's charged to two point or to 4.2 volts. So I put 4.2 volts into my Ohm's law calculator, which is wrong because there is you're not actually vaping at 4.2 volts. Um, you know, there's there's a drop because of the load. So, oh God! <laughs> I still, I have, I have a top end voltage reader. Oh yeah, of course, because your husband, right? Well, no, actually, my top end voltage reader came from freaking um, from Mad Vapes. I mean, and that was the thing you try to explain to people. You can, you can get this stupid little thing, and it'll show you that you've got drop even before your load. You know, and they're like, no, 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 no. My bat- my battery's four point two volts. Well, y- your battery might be four point two volts, but when it's coming out the connector at the other end, it can drop a half a volt. No, yeah. no, it can't do that. Yeah, it can. Put look at this. This thing is really fucking easy. You screw it into the mod, and you screw your atomizer into the top, and you hit the button. <laughs> and they're like, no, 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 that can't be right. I'm like, but it is right. <laughs> It is, but it is. And I don't know about all this shit, okay? You 
and phased. Do you remember phased? Phased in his oscilloscopes and what? I could not watch Matt's reviews. I couldn't. I couldn't watch them because I'm too fucking stupid to understand them. They were they were all technical. Yeah, he did so, these. He did these really really super technical reviews and all of his oscilloscope readings and I mean and I know how to run an oscilloscope because I used to do it at work because I I worked for a company I worked for Cooper Power Systems and we built high voltage electrical protective equipment. I built I built fuses and for shit 120 kV <laughs> power lines. You know, we're talking about shit that that runs 120,000 volts of electricity through it all the time. So I had to run an oscilloscope. That was how we tested this shit. But, uh, yeah, his... I'm like, this is just, like, too fucking much information for me. I just want to know that when I put the battery in here and put my shit on top and push the button, it's going to vape and not blow up in my face. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, talking about, like, getting into, like, fades, getting into the technical stuff... And, you know, I, I actually was very close with FaZe for a while. I don't know what happened to him. Um, but I, I don't even know how to get a hold of him at this point. But, you know, we I talked don't. about a lot of technical stuff. And he took a um, he took some course, you know, to learn some of the stuff that he learned about simple circuits and stuff like that. But he still, when you know, when we talk about it, he didn't know everything, right? And, you know, here's the other thing is I don't know everything about these things. And some of the things that I say may or may not be right when I talk about them. It, it's based on my understanding and what people have taught me and the research that I've done. Okay? So if you think about these people that are doing reviews, um, you know, in general, like like everybody who's ever done a review where they've, connected anything to an oscilloscope or to any kind of test box or to any kind of inline meter or you know made any declaration of anything that is technical right uh like to the point of somebody who just was like uh you know oh i'm vaping at this watt because you know this wattage because i plug this in the ohm's law calculator I, I i'm not necessarily sure that any of us should really be talking about that stuff um unless it is our our the the field that we decided to go into um you know as our career and you know there's some really technical videos that i've seen on people who are you know uh circuit engineers or or you know whatever um yeah. Whatever you, well, whatever you would and call even that, Phil, right? Phil has a background in this shit. You know? Uh, um, and a lot of Phil's videos, I don't understand all of that shit either. And I don't... Here is, here is the sad reality, okay? I don't watch reviews for the review. How sad is that? I watch... The, see the, the, the I watch thing. the reviews that entertain me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I watch the stuff that I find funny. Um, you know, and Todd from the UK, Todd never ceases to crack me up. Um, I think he is just funny as shit. He always makes me giggle. And so I watch things that, that entertain me. Um, and and this is nothing against any reviewer out there. Not you, not anybody else that's listening to this. Please don't think I'm bitching about you because I'm not. I just, I can't watch a Jewish review. I really cannot watch a review on e-liquid. 
I just can't do it because I, I think it's it's just yeah. most of the time it's fucking laughable. Beyond somebody saying, oh, you know what? This tastes like it has some good quality ingredients in it. Everything beyond that is opinion. Taste, taste is so subjective that e-liquid reviews to me are absolutely pointless. Um, and But that's just my view. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of new vapors out there that really find all of that information useful. I'm just not one of those people. Yeah. And, you know, like, you know, talking about the technical reviews, you know, obviously I don't know um, anybody's background, but I know my background, right? And I know that my background is not in that stuff, right? The technical, Mm -hmm. um, you know, simple circuits, things like that. Um, So, you know, we were talking at the beginning of the show about, uh, you know, where have I been? One of the things that sort of was an epiphany for me was I shouldn't be talking about this shit in video reviews that live on the internet forever, right? So you have a video review that, you know, you you do the best to have the information be correct, but God forbid that you're wrong about one thing and it's living on the internet forever to be watched Five years down the road by somebody who stumbles upon it. I mean, literally, I see people posting on videos that are five years old. Hey, I got called out the other day. Ed the Green called me out. Um, And Ed, stop laughing. Don't wreck your work truck because he's listening to this podcast in his truck on his way to work tomorrow. Um, But, yeah, I had the people from A Billion Lives. Have you heard about that? No, no. Um, Yeah, you need to look up abillionlives.com. Um, okay. These guys are filmmakers, and they're making a film uh, called A Billion Lives about vaping. And these guys, they're not looking for any money from us. Nothing. You know, they, they, they don't want, they're not asking us for a nickel. They've already got all the financing for this. Um, they were just in Peru filming. Um, they're going all over the place. But anyway, that's really cool. But I had them on, and I had Aaron on here. And I was trying to explain to Aaron that I was, that, you know, while I sat in the Buffalo airport for six hours waiting for my flight because they canceled my first flight um, to go to Bash, that I was stealth vaping. And I was trying, he's not a vapor. These guys making this movie, none of them are e-cig users. And that's probably a good thing. Yeah. They're, none of them are e-cig users. They're trying to look at this from both sides and see what's going on. And the more they look into it, the more they're like, wait a minute, this is kind of jacked. Um, you know, with the deeming regs and everything that's going on. And um, I was trying to explain stealth vaping to him, you know, and I'm like, well, you know, if you take your vape and you hold it in long, you know, you hold it in for a minute, everything absorbs. And, you know, when you exhale at that point, you know, the only thing you're exhaling is is water vapor. And, and I didn't mean what I said. I yeah. was just trying to find a simple way to explain it to somebody that was not a vapor. And Ed's like, yep, and Jeannie K says they're exhaling water. I'm like, oh, fuck, did I really say that? <laughs> did I really say that? And Ed's like, yeah, Jeannie, that's what you said. I'm like, shit. Well, find the part of the replay where I said it, Ed, so you can tell me where to go listen. He's like, well, just listen to the replay. I'm like, I am not listening to one of my replays. I'm just not doing it. Yeah. I, I can't stand the sound of my voice. I am not listening to this whole thing. And Ed found it, and I was like, oh, shit. You know, and then I had to come on and say, you know what, people? I said this, and it's not what I meant. And I hate it when people say that it's only water vapor because we all damn well know it's not. 
You know, if there's somebody out there that's listening to this and they do not know that it's not just water vapor, please do some more research Um, because it's not. Um, And I think that when we when we let stuff like that go, that starts a really slippery slope, you know, because how how does it make us look that we are making it out to be less than it is? But yet we're sitting here condemning the people in, you know, Stanton Glantz and the FDA and Mitch Zeller. And we're condemning all of these people for making it worse than what it is. It's no different. We're just on the opposite end of the spectrum. And and that's the way that this community has gone, right? You know, so I, sometimes I wonder if we have our, as a community, if we have our head on straight. You know, with some of the ways that we, you know, just recently, and I was talking to you about this on Facebook, right? Uh Um, You know, just recently, you know, some guy posted pictures of what he claims is a, um, you know, his injuries from a mod that exploded while I was taking a hit, right? And, God, I read through like a hundred comments, and every single one of them was talking about like how it wasn't a mod and how a mod that exploded wouldn't have you know left those types of injuries and you know there was other people saying that it looked like he tried to commit suicide by shooting himself in the you know in the mouth putting a gun in his mouth and shooting himself and that there were like you know gunpowder um you know whatever Right. Yeah. So, you know, like as I'm reading this, I'm like, who the fuck are you people? I mean, like, you don't know shit about what kind of injury would occur if a mod had a catastrophic failure in the middle of a hit or at the beginning of a hit or at the end of a hit or while that battery holder is that close to your face and part of it is in your mouth right you don't know you don't know you know it's it's not like we have the history of what a failed suicide attempt looks like or what kind of um you know injuries a person who had a failed suicide attempt would have right or it's not like we know from looking at pictures necessarily that those are gunpowder burns uh there's no way of knowing if this person shot a blank into their mouth, which makes no fucking sense to me whatsoever. Well, well, it's hold on, hold on to that. Let me interrupt you just for a second because I have seen the results of somebody doing exactly that. Um, somebody trying to freak out a friend and uh, firing off a blank. And I will tell you this, from what I've seen firsthand with my own two eyeballs um it's it's pretty damn close to what i saw um you know and i mean and somebody was trying to play some sick fucking joke on a friend of theirs and pulled one of these stunts with a blank and um ended up with results an awful lot like that i'm not saying that's what happened i'm just saying i have seen somebody do something that stupid to actually shoot themselves with a blank 
and and seeing the results of it and it's it's not freaking pretty um because there there are a lot of people out there that think you know oh well it's a blank you know big deal right well blank just means there's no projectile on the end of it um it doesn't mean it's not scary as dangerous people that don't know anything about firearms shouldn't fuck with them let me put it that way um so but yeah i mean i get it because there's 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 been a lot of really people tend to be internet warriors you know um and i i have i have seen that up close and personal and there's just really i don't think a need and this is me okay and and I'd be the first one to tell you. I mean, you ask any of my friends. I'm like, fuck you. They know I don't mean that in a god-awful hateful way. But there is an unbelievable amount of hate. And when anything is said that goes against what they believe is they're perfectly safe. And, I, and I'm and i not saying that vaping is perfectly safe. I don't believe that it is 100% perfectly safe. Um, nothing in this life is. Um, but if it goes against that belief, then there, our instant reaction is to rail back. And I don't think that's helping us. Oh yeah. I mean, you can see it in the chat, right? So, you know, uh, a small group of people, you know, say that, uh, you know, uh, this is the part that I hate, right? When field of vapor talks about these things. Right. Uh, so I told you, you know, earlier in the week that I probably would never do another show because all of my thoughts um, aren't necessarily the popular thoughts. Right. And I don't ever think that looking at a few pictures, right, on the internet, that I am able to figure out whether or not a wound was caused by a blank or showing off, you know, some sort of gun incident or something like that. There's no way that, even if I have reference, right, for having seen what a blank being shot into somebody's mouth can do, um, I don't have enough reference for what a mod exploding in front of somebody's Base can do uh, so therefore I can't call it either way all of my thoughts are not are based on logic as opposed to emotion right and I think it, that's something that is just part of me um, I don't have emotional responses to these things I am pretty much ruled by my emotions yeah so so if if I saw if I'm ruled by my emotions and I see that, right, um, I'm going to have a very emotional response to that. Um, if I'm ruled by logic, and I'm not saying that being ruled by emotions is not being ruled by logic, right? I'm saying that I I by default look at everything from multiple angles and logically come to a conclusion based on multiple angles and missing um variables right so like being being really geeky i guess um if i don't have the ability to say definitely this is a 
right, versus B, I, I don't feel like I should say that it's A or B. I don't have enough evidence. So, I mean, I, what I can tell you is that I recently had a um, situation where I had flames flying out of my atomizer during a hit uh, with the atomizer, you know, obviously in my mouth, and it burnt my tongue. And it burnt the center of my tongue in a strip, right? Ouch. Not, not nothing bad. Nothing bad. Not you know like it was uh, it was scary, but it was you know nothing that that you know I would take a picture of and you'd be like oh you burnt the shit out of your tongue and it looks like you know you had a gun in your mouth or something um, you know so I do I do believe that you know when something explodes in front of your face. Something that's in a tube, something, you know, I, I, you know, there are strange things that can happen. I possibly, I don't know. You know, the one way to figure this out would be to get a bunch of mods and blow them up in front of people's faces. And then we could, you know, get some. I vote for ballistics, Joe. (laughs) It's not hard to make. (laughs) Yeah. Or ballistics, Joe. (laughs) I vote, I vote ballistics, Joe. (laughs) Or we could do that. We could go that direction, like Mythbusters, right? And how ungirly is that? Not that you didn't know I wasn't very girly to start with, but yes, I know how to make ballistics gel. <laughs> I was raised by a gunsmith. Um, oh, gee, you don't want to blow up mods in front of people's faces no. just for scientific purposes. Yeah, no. I think I'll pass on that option. Oh, yeah, no, um, I had years ago, oh, good Lord, clear back when Elixir TV and Vape TV were the only two places that existed as for online network shows, and now there's so goddamn many, you can't keep track of them. Um, but clear back then, uh, I had a friend of mine in Las Vegas um, had her mod vent in her face um, long, long time ago, and it was, you know, stacking CR123s. And it, it it did not end well. You know, she vented gases in her face. Oops. Whoops. Sorry, I dropped um, my mod. That's okay. Mod down. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, and I've had two Ego batteries go on me. And, and both of them was the switch. You know, um, don't you remember back in the day when, you know, when the uh, dual coil cartomizers first came out? Oh, yeah, there's... Those batteries were not. Yeah, you couldn't put those on, on. Well, you could. You could put them on an Ego six fifty, and you could push the button, and it was going to vape for a while. But at some point, if you were a chain vapor, uh, the the switch was going to melt out in your Ego, and unfortunately, they usually melted in the on position. You know, we didn't have ten second cutoffs then. <laughs> there was no yeah. such thing. You push the button, it worked. Um, but yeah, she she vented a battery in her face and. And I'll never forget it. Yeah, I, I you know, it, the, it's a scary thing, right? And, I mean, holy crap, ECF was right about stacking batteries? <laughs> right? ECF was right about something? <laughs> like, I mean, okay, so does anybody even know what ECF is anymore? Yeah, I, <laughs> I really, I still, there are still a lot of people that use ECF. And to be 
if we're going to be honest, there's a lot of really good information on there. Oh, there, yeah. There's a just, lot of shit on there, too. It's so large at this point. I mean, how do you even dig through it? Yeah. Um, I, um, you know, I, I wouldn't know because every time I try to click on a post, it tells me I don't have permission to view that post. Um, but, you know, hey, that's another subject altogether. But, I mean, the, it's still there. ECF is still there. There is a lot of good information there. Of course, there's a lot of bad information there, too. Um, it's so freaking big at this point that I don't think the, the they would need 150 moderators. Yeah, I mean, God, even just the, you know what? Any thread that goes to like a couple hundred pages, I I don't know. I just wouldn't. God, I'm over forums. I'm so. <laughs> uh, so uh, F the FDA. No, nobody knows who I am anymore. <laughs> so and that's. Oh, he's fine. our resident smartass, by the way. You should know that. I'm I'm just letting him know. Nobody knows who the hell I am anymore. There are so many new vapors uh, that I'm completely and utterly irrelevant and happy about it. Oh so. now, see, and and I'm one of them people that you know. JD Vore said that to me the other day too. I was I was hanging out and uh, JD does a non-vape show on a non-vape channel now, and um, and I said something about you know, and I mentioned you. He said, Jenny, nobody knows who the hell I am." And and that kind of makes me sad, you know. And hear you say that, that kind of makes me sad. Because we're talking about people, J.D. Vore was really into DIY, big time. Yeah. And J.D. did his show, and he showed hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that DIY was doable by anyone, you know. Yeah. Anybody can make their own liquid. Um, it may not be the greatest thing in the world and yours may not, you know, yours may not be as good as what you could buy, but anybody can actually do this. And he showed people how easy it was, you know, and, and those hundreds of people went out and they showed hundreds of other people that you can do this. And for somebody with the amount of knowledge that you have to say that you're, you're obsolete and nobody knows who you are, I don't, I that really just kind of makes me sad. So, uh, I, you know, I guess those are very strong words, right? Um, I guess in life, in my life, and in the life of people who I know, I'm very relevant. Um, in, you know, the company that I work for, I'm, I'm very, I'm extremely relevant. Um, in the vaping community, um, there's been so many new people who have come into this community that if you're not making videos multiple times a week, um, you're forgotten. So let's take Rip Tripper, right? Rip Tripper is ridiculously popular, right? I just think Sickest Tits is pretty funny. Uh, I think he's hilarious, but um, if you, and I'll be honest with you, I don't watch vaping reviews all that much anymore. Um, but every once in a while, I'll catch one of Rip's videos or one of Phil's videos. Um, and, God, I knew I knew Rip way back in the AC9 days, right? When he used to do <laughs> video reviews right before he got into, you know, working with that company. Um, well, I forget, Vapenaise or whatever. And, like, he was completely and utterly unpopular. Nobody even liked him, Right. Nobody watched his videos or anything like that. But I was more popular than Rip Tripper when Rip Tripper's first run happened. Okay? So that's saying a lot. And 
I guess Rip started working with Vapenaze or started Vapenaze and sort of moved away from reviewing and sort of was just like the face of the products. And everybody hated him even more. And like he got chased off of the internet for a while because people hated him so much. And like a year later, he reinvented himself. He became a character, right? And he started editing his videos. Um, so quick edits, right? Which is YouTube style, right? It's always been popular on YouTube before vaping existed. It was popular on YouTube. Okay, maybe not before that, but before vaping reviews were a big thing. And, you know, he came back and it's almost like this whole new audience that didn't even know uh, about any of the drama or any of the hate that existed. And now you can go back and check if he still has those videos and if there's still comments on there. But, um, you know, you're talking about like four or five years ago, four years ago something like that, three and a half years ago. And, you know, for him to come back with this whole new, uh, you know, caricature of himself, really. I've talked to him on the phone. He is very similar to the way he is on his videos, but he edits a lot of himself out, <laughs> um, which is probably something that I should do more with my rants. No, I know I'm very no, because, you know, I, t- I have to tell you, every, I'll go to meets and I'll, and I'll meet people. And the thing that floors me the most is when people will look at me and they'll say, you're just like you are on your show. And in my head, I'm thinking, well, how the fuck am I supposed to be? Yeah. Because the person you see here is the person that I really am. I don't have this character thing. This is me. I mean, people either like me or they hate me, and I'm okay with either one. Um, But I don't know how to be anything other than me, and I don't think I'd want to be. But... Right, so when you think about that, right, like that's for you personally. But when you watch video reviews of eSig things, right, eSig related stuff, you want to be entertained. And Rip entertains, just like Jenna Marbles entertains. Who's that? Right? Okay. Who so, is like, that? I don't know. The first time I ever is that saw a porn Jenna star Mar- or something? What's that? Is that a porn star or something? No, no, no. Jenna Marbles is just a YouTube personality. Oh, She's okay. See, I have no idea who it is. So, so look up Jenna Marbles on YouTube. She is ridiculous. She is so unbelievably funny. And I remember the first time I saw her, one of her videos, I was like, does this person exist in real life? I don't know, and I don't care, because this is entertaining. And, uh, you know, Grim reminds, or not Grim, uh, Rip. Rip reminds me a little bit of, like, the Jenna Marbles of the um, vape community. And I do not think Rip is like the Howard Stern of That's the Russ. Vikings, right? That's Russ. Yeah. Right? That's right. I've heard people refer to Rip as the Howard Stern. Russ is the Howard Stern. He's controversial. I love Russ's and, show. Anyway, yeah, but you, so. you, but you know Russ in person, though, too, right? I do. He's nothing like that. Yeah, no, nothing like that. Reserved. Yeah, that freaks me out. He's the, he, uh, you know what? But both, I love both versions of him. I, I, Russ is the man. And you know, I may not agree with everything that he says, and I don't have to agree with everything that somebody says on the internet. I don't have to agree with everybody's opinion. I can still like them. I'm a human. Yeah, okay? there you go. 
I'm a human who likes other humans and disagrees with other humans. And you know what? I don't have to agree with everything that you think in order to like you and to be friends with you. And Russ is awesome. Yeah, yeah. being a, being a grown up is being able to have friends that you don't agree with. Exactly. You, know? I mean, if, you don't have to if, agree on everything. You just have to be able to agree on not agreeing. You know, yeah. and that doesn't have to be a deeming issue. I, you know, like I said, my mom is friends with all Republicans, and she's a Democrat, right? So. You know, how does that work? Um, you know, like, uh, if, I, if I wasn't friends with people that I disagreed with on one topic or another, uh, I would be friends. I would be friends with Jennifer because Jennifer, my fiance, because we agree on everything. And this is the best relationship in the world. <laughs> There's nothing like agreeing on everything with somebody. But well, if I you never did tell me who won the decorating issues with a new place. Oh, uh, uh, we totally did it together. Uh, you want to hear something that's super awesome about my fiance? So I have like this addiction to this website called MassDrop.com, and I'm like just buying like all sorts of stuff that I don't need off of there. But they had these silkscreen patent prints of things like headphones. I'm really into headphones, um, and the typewriter and. Um, the patent for the way that a mechanical keyboard key works and the at-at from Star Wars. and The what from Star Wars? The at-at. The AT-AT. I call it at-at. I don't know what that is. Um, the Millennium Falcon from Star Wars? Okay. Okay, yeah, no, that <laughs> I know what that is. That was, the, that was um, what's-his-face in, in, in Chewbacca's Yes, yes, ship, exactly. Right? Okay. Right. So patents for designs of these things, right? Uh, And I and I turned to Jennifer when I was looking at this on the internet, and I I showed it to her. I said, "Uh, "I want to decorate the first floor with these things," (laughs) and she was like, "This is awesome! Yeah, let's you know let's buy a whole bunch of them." And I bought nine of them, and you know where four of them are going in the dining room, right? So you know. That you have a good mate. Now, wait a minute. What happened? No, 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 no. See, I'm used to the the cool-looking art hanging on the terracotta-colored wall. So so we have this pile of artwork down in the basement, right? That is all of this really cool artwork that went well with the way that my condo was designed. And it was all artwork that I picked out. And we made a conscious decision to not hang that artwork in the new house and to go a different direction with our aesthetic and to pick out everything together. So there's think, a pile of artwork down there. You think about this shit too much. You realize that, right? What's that? You realize you think about this shit too much. You overthink this stuff. I think about everything stuff. too much. Yeah, when I decided I was going to, wanted something different in my living room, I went and got the paint colors and we come home and my oldest son um, does construction and remodeling and stuff. And um, he had like a three week break between jobs and I'm like, ooh, come help your mom. I will pay you. And uh, he come, my husband's like, really? You're going to put those colors in the living room? And I'm like, yep. And he come home that night from work, and he's like, oh, you put that paint up. And I said, yep. And he goes, huh, looks better than I thought it would. I said, well, good, because it's up. See, we 
do not do things like that. We agonize. We both agonize over color decisions and artwork decisions. Um, the only time that we make a quick artwork decision is when we're at Home Goods. Because if you leave it, you'll never see it again. So I made a very quick uh, artwork decision at Home Goods for a piece of art that was very similar to something that I really, really wanted from Bombay Company before they closed. And it was like this real, uh, you know, wooden cube dimensional looking piece of art. And I sent a picture to Jennifer and she was like, boom, get that. And I bought it and I got out. It wouldn't fit in my car. So <laughs> sitting in the parking lot with this big, huge piece of artwork. It doesn't fit in my car. I don't know what to do. I called my mom, and she has a bigger car than me. And it's like 10 o'clock at night. My mom hopped in the car in her PJs, drove up to Home Goods, and put the piece of artwork in her car, and then drove to my house and dropped it off and drove back home. That is an awesome mom. My mom rocks. Yeah, so. that's, that's just hysterical because I would do some shit like that. I really yeah. would. Um, I'm... Uh, PB Dragon is a friend of mine, and I absolutely adore Mike. But we went out. My daughter broke my washing machine, my front load washer. My daughter killed it, which was okay because I hated that fucking washer, right? Yeah. So I'm like, no problem. So we're standing in the appliance section of the store, and we're looking at all these washers, right? And I am so stressed that I'm just like vaping like a freight train. And, you know, the guy working at the store, nobody, nobody, nobody has ever in a store said anything to me about vaping. I think a lot of it is because I vape politely. Yeah. But, you know, I, I'm stressing over this freaking washer because now, I mean, you know, washing machines are in the thousands of dollars now, which is fucking ridiculous to me. But anyway, so I'm text messaging PB Dragon. And I'm like, okay, I'm looking at this and this and this. And he's like, okay, well, this one's a piece of shit. And that one you might like. And this one should have a good rebate going on it. Because at the time, before he, um, before PBDragon.com was in full swing, he worked in an appliance store. Well, hey, you know, I may not be the smartest person in the world, but I've got friends that know this shit. Just hit them up, right? Yeah. So I ended up, we were getting a, a Maytag Bravos XL. And we're ready to write the fucking check and walk out of the store, right? And my husband looks at me and he says, wife? I said, yes, sir. He said, um, hold on a minute. And he takes the tag off the top of the washer and he opened the washer up and he dropped the tag in there. And he says, get that for me, will you? Do mm. you think the fact that I am vertically challenged had even entered my mind? It's interesting. I had to get, I had to get the non-XL one because <laughs> my little itty bitty ass could not reach the bottom of that fucking washing machine. That's awesome. That's usability. That's user experience. That's UX. That is the physical version of what I do with software. Oh, hey, PB Dragon's in chat. Hi, PB Dragon. <laughs> I was talking oh, about P- you. I didn't P- realize he was in there. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, I had, it never even dawned on me. This is a top load washer, right? This is great. Yeah. It never dawned on me to see if I could reach the bottom of the drum. And I could not reach down into the bottom of the drum on this washer. And had my husband not ticked that off, I would have spent all this money on this wash machine and got it home. And I'd have had to have a fucking step stool in front of the washer. Oh, that would have been horrible. 
Um, my husband said it would have been very entertaining. <laughs> it would have been. But on the other hand, he might have been the one unloading the wash. Yeah, that's not going to happen. And the dryer. No, that wouldn't happen. No, that wouldn't happen. No. Because even though we have a step stool in our kitchen, and Jennifer is just shy of five feet. She doesn't like anybody knowing that, but she is just shy of five feet. And, you know, it's it's really funny because we got tall cabinets, and, you know, I bought her this step stool so she, she could get to what's on the top shelf in the cabinets. And nonetheless, she does not use this step stool that I bought for her so that she can conveniently reach everything that is on the top level of the cabinets. So, you know, I'll be oh, in the I other room mine. and she'll be like, Michael! Yeah, I have I have a I have a step stool that folds up and it slides in between the wall and my refrigerator because I have that I have this gigundous refrigerator and um we have chickens. I didn't know if you knew that. I'm you kind have of I, yeah. I'm a little bit of a of I'm I'm like an urban farmer, um, but we have chickens. So all the empty egg cartons are always up on top of the refrigerator because we give away eggs to damn near anybody that comes and asks for them. You know, um, when you've got this many chickens, it's more eggs than you can eat. But um, <laughs> they're always up there and never fail. I'm the one that ends up filling the last slot in the egg carton and needs another one. And my cupboards are all real tall. Plus, the top of my cupboards, their storage on top of my kitchen cupboards. And with yeah. my hands the way they are, I have every kitchen gadget known to fucking man. I really do. Um, and there's only so much space. So, yeah, I have, a ste- I have a step stool in my kitchen. I would have been really pissed off if I'd have had to have one in my laundry room, too. I actually have those, those grabber things. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like a little, like yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I have, I have those grabber things, and um, one of my grow systems, one of my hydroponic grow systems, because I grow vegetables and everything I grow is hydroponic. But anyway, um, is like five foot by five foot. Well, I can't reach the net pots in the middle of it, so I have one of those little grabber things outside in my gardening stuff. I have one of those little grabber things in the house. I, yeah, I have those little grabber things everywhere um remember when val had her back surgery and and val was like you know she dropped her mod well then she got you know she she got her mod in the process of dropping her mod she dropped a bottle of juice and then she got the bottle of juice and and the damn atomizer rolled off the the nightstand and and val's just having fits over this and everybody's everybody's laughing their ass off at vaping val right and i'm thinking fuck that i know exactly what that kind of misery is like this is why i have these grabby things and and i told her i said val you need to get one of those little grabby things and she's like those are for old people and i'm like you need to shut the fuck up girl because i have several (laughs) and needless to say val ended up with one of those little grabby things and you know and people laugh it's it's not just you know old people that need this shit whoever invented those grabby things should be a fucking millionaire that's what you should get jennifer is one of those grabby things (laughs) yeah but would she use it or would she call me to come whatever she wants to grab the grabby thing she would use it when you're not around she would not use it when you're around because then it would seem like you were right and she was wrong and that's just not gonna happen (laughs) oh we have a very strange and awesome non-conventional relationship where 
all of the things that I have ever heard from anybody who has ever been married or been in any sort of a relationship or had any sort of significant other, all the things that people talk about, we are not. So we do not ever think of me as being right or hers being right. Um, we discuss each other's opinions, and most of the time they line up. Uh, I have a really weird relationship that does not um, line up with a lot of the things that I hear from other people who are in relationships. Um, I don't know if I'm just extra super lucky. No, you are, and remember that. And my husband and I have this discussion a lot, too, because we have been together for oh over 20 years now and and we have on numerous occasions said you know i can't quite figure it out we either have a really awesome relationship or most of the people we know are really fucked up and at this point we have decided that most of the people we know are really fucked up (laughs) you know what you know what some something that's interesting is that when i think about a lot of people that i know in relationships um you know, sometimes I wonder, should these people even be together, right? Like, or should they have just waited a little while and, you know, found somebody else, right? So, I always think that it's very interesting. I think that about vaping sometimes. Like, what's that? I think that way about vaping sometimes. Well, that's all. Yeah, yeah how the fuck did this happen? Yeah, but anyway, okay. <laughs> so, um... Feel the Vapor likes women, Doro. Are you kidding me? Okay. So. Oh, yeah, Doro. Um, you've, I, I've seen her. I don't know. That's a girl? I don't know. No, 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 no. You're her. I have seen oh, Jennifer. Oh, my her? Yeah. Oh, she's awesome and the best. Yeah, she is. And she's absolutely adorable. She is. She's super duper cute. I'll hug her and squeeze her and keep her from my very own. Put her you know who pocket. I haven't seen is Basil Ray's other half. Uh, I saw, I, I think I saw a picture of her. I saw her run. See, even I, when, I, you know what, and Basil Ray's going to be on the show two weeks from today. So, okay. and I was trying to get Kazi to come on and, and I was telling Kazi what I thought we could talk about. And he's like, nah, no, I really can't do that right now, Jeannie. And I'm like, shit. I, you know, because Kazi is so into advocacy and a lot of the things that I wanted to talk to him about are probably not things that, that. You know, he, he and I could have a really nice conversation. I don't, with the active role that he takes in advocacy now, it's probably not a good idea that he and I discuss these things and, and do it on the internet. But I was trying to get all three of you on, you know, because I, you really have no idea how much I miss you guys. But so, <laughs> yeah, so Basil Ray is going to come on two weeks from today and Basil's going to come and hang out with me. But when I went to Minnesota for PB Dragon's wedding, um, we all got together, and we went to, shit, what the hell was the barbecue place? We went to some big, oh, Famous Dave's, that's what it was. Famous Dave's, first time I'd ever been there. We all went to Famous Dave's, and Troop and Andrea came, and Steve from GVM Mods, and um, Basil Ray, and PB Dragon, and his beautiful bride, um, and we all, and Basil didn't bring his other half. And he said, well, she doesn't really, she's not into vaping. And I'm like, no, I just think that he, he, you know, didn't want to expose that poor girl to all of us. But 
yeah, he came out and came to dinner with us and everything. And, um, yep, no other half. And they've been together forever. Oh, and they didn't they just get married? I think they just got married. He hides think, her. What's that? He hides her. Yeah, I, I you know, um, you know what's funny is that Jennifer never wanted to be. Jennifer is ridiculously funny. Okay, uh, and you may not be able to tell from this conversation or from any of my videos, um, but I'm a bit of a goofball, and. Between the two of us, we can entertain ourselves for the rest of eternity. Uh, but so there was times when, like, I wanted Jennifer to get on camera. And there are, there are videos that I've shot of Jennifer vaping and making fun of me, like, with my old – you remember my Field of Vapor hat? Yes. Right? Like, she would put on my Field of Vapor hat, and then she would – Understudy have, wears one of them. What's that? Um, there's a guy on the own page. Um, his name, they, his screen name is the understudy, and and he wears one of your hats. Like the same one? I don't know if it's the exact same one, but it's yeah, he wears a hat like yours. I'll, I'll check it out. I, I yeah. The, so you know, for those who don't know, because nobody really knows me anymore, I was like, I'm an Italian that looks like every Italian. So, so there was a situation where my hair, I had to get a, a haircut and I, you know, I just threw on a hat for a review and then I started wearing that hat all the time. And then people started recognizing me based on my hat. Oh my okay. gosh. I have to tell you, somebody just PM me. Yes. Basil Ray did just get married and there is pictures of his wife. And the first picture you come to is both of them from the chin down, which is hysterically funny. Like I said, he hides her. Um, <laughs> But she is really cute. She is absolutely adorable. Okay, I so have... I've now I have, can honestly say I have seen Basil Ray's other half, and she's way too cute for him. <laughs> so it's funny you're talking about Basil. He just text messaged me, you know, maybe a half hour ago. Uh, I still stay in, in close touch with, with Basil. Uh, I really like the dude. Um, Kazi, I have not... Actually, I have not talked to him since. Okay, so this was the end and of he's, and he's all in love and everything now too. So is he? Uh, see, I don't know. He's he's still friends with me on Facebook. Um, so like, this is how Vape Link went down, right? So before I even started Vape Link, I was like friendly with Dimitri. Well, I fuck that. I was friends with Dimitri, and um. It's a whole vape team, right? Like, I was friends with them, and, like, Dimitri kept on inviting me on to, uh, you know, vape team and stuff like that. Um, and then I started doing Vape Link, and, like, you know, Vape, ta vape Link was, like, the anti-vape team. It was, like, um, a different show, but, you know, again, a group of vaping individuals. And, uh, you know, back then, it was, like, there weren't all that many shows. I guess maybe there were, but, you know, anyway, so... Vape Link, I decided to stop Vape Link because of one very important reason. Um, I lived in a one-bedroom condo with Jennifer. Jennifer had moved in with me. Yeah, she was trapped in the bedroom every night watching TV while you were doing your show. I remember that. And she was trapped in the bedroom while we were doing the show, and this was unfair to her. And... I did not feel very comfortable with that whole concept of, 
okay, Jennifer, you have to either sit on the couch without the TV on and be quiet, or you have to go into the bedroom for the entire night. This is just not fair to somebody who I love, right? Mm-hmm. So between that was the, like the biggest thing. And then, you know, secondary was, my God, being tied into it, you know, a time every week that I have to be present. I have a life. I am very busy, right? And I cannot pin down, well, at the time, I couldn't pin down that I would be available every single week. I'd have to make myself available, right? Yeah, so you didn't and, so have, you understand to, so that, you didn't right? have you to be yourself. on it. Yeah, so you didn't have to be on a live Skype call doing an EVIC review while you were driving. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So old, have so I, old women yelling at you. <laughs> oh, you're not that old. So, so um, you know, I decided not to do it anymore. Not because I didn't like cause or didn't like being, you know, doing a show or didn't like Basil or, you know, because I was unhappy with anything. Um, it just was logistically not not really good. Uh, not really fair to my significant other. And I sort of lost, like, Kazi really took it very personal. I feel, I may be wrong, I don't know, because, you know, I haven't talked you know, to him about it. Um, and, I, and I talked to him, because, I mean, it seems like he's just gone, you know. And I was really hoping that I was going to get to see him at Vape Bash. Um, yeah. This was the first time I ever gotten to go to Vape Bash, and I was really hoping to run into Kazi, because... I have to tell you, some of the most wonderful conversations I've ever been involved in were sitting with Kazi in the wee hours of the morning at, at VaporCon. And, you know, either Drew from Inhaler was there and Ron Ward was sitting there. And, I mean, these were these are three really smart guys, really yeah. smart guys. And I could just sit there and listen to these guys talk and go, oh, son of a bitch, it's 530 in the morning. Um, so I was really hoping to see him in Chicago and, and he wasn't there, but, um, he's, he's still, I didn't realize this, um, and shame on me, but he's still a board member on CASA and they have got, CASA has got so much shit on them right now that, you know, I don't know how any of those people, I do Jan's show with her. I'm Jan's sidekick on Monday nights, um, for anti-nanny and her and Alex Clark do the CASA weekly update during the show i don't know how they stay sane i really don't um i can't imagine what it's what it's like to be on the board of an advocacy group right now um i can i can imagine that it's stressful and it's crazy and they're going without sleep and i personally don't think they get thanked enough and i thank them all the time and they're like oh no no you don't need to thank us um yeah everybody needs to thank them but you know anyway um and he's busy with all of that, you know. And then, of course, you know, he he lost his mom and, you know, and now he's got he's got his other half. So um, I think he's I think he's pretty, pretty busy. Yeah. Now. And, yeah. you know, and and I can appreciate that. Yeah. And, you know, after he lost his mom, you know, because we had a lot of conversations, me and him. So. So, Kazi and Basil were my first two friends in the vaping community. That's why I started a vape show with them, right? They they were, at some point, my only friends in, in the vaping community. Um, and I don't think there was ever a show that all three of you actually agreed on everything, ever. 
No, I, and and that was a good thing, right? So we all had different no, but viewpoints. You were grown up friends. You you didn't necessarily agree, but you were all still friends. Exactly, and that's because you know we're grown adults. <laughs> so <laughs> the janty <I'm>, mid. <laughs> oh my I god! That. I still have it, and I still think that it was a good idea with poor execution. Um, the the device itself was such a hunk of shit, right? But the software was on point, and the concept was on point, and they just just did not hit it with the quality of the device. Um, yeah, anyway, so that's what was the one you did it with a balloon? Oh, that was the because I still remember that, but I don't remember what mod it was. I still have the balloon. It was the smoke telescope. Smoke telescope. It was like the first Chinese telescopic mod and it didn't have vent holes and you know me being the like hyper safety freak that i am i was like holy shit this doesn't have vent holes how is this vent and the uh the guys over at whatever the name of that company was do they still do they still exist got vapes um yeah i know, think like, they're still around but i think people just you know vapors in ma- mainstream vapors um, that online most people don't shop there anymore because they got really tired of stuff not working right. Working? But anyway. Yeah. So, so that, you know, they fed me some bullshit about it vetting through the threads. So I proved that it didn't vent through the threads. And well, the I guess that was like my claim to fame in the community. Uh, little did anybody know that I'd been doing video reviews for like two years before that on mostly stick batteries and was more popular when I was reviewing stick batteries than I ever was when I was reviewing mods. Now that would obviously in this day and age be different. If I was reviewing stick batteries, nobody would watch any of the shit that I put on the internet. Um, if I reviewed every single mod that came out, everybody would watch. I, you know what? And that's the thing. Um, People will send me a message and, you know, I've got this and it list off whatever. And I'm like, I have no idea what that is. And they're like, oh, it's this really popular mod. I have absolutely no idea what that is. And, I- you know, and I resort to hitting up my friend Parr because my friend Parr is like the Encyclopedia Britannica of vape knowledge. She really is. Um, Parr Par can rattle off information to you from some obscure fucking device that was out three years ago that I've never fucking heard of. So, you know, somebody would be like, oh, I think it was like an F-22 or something. Somebody sent me some... That sticks in my mind. Um, and I'm like, I have no idea what that is. And I hit Par up and Par's like... Par told me what it was like. It was like, you know, the, the lava tube or something, something. You know, I mean, it was just... When everything started getting rebranded, it was just a rebranded something or other. You know, yeah. um, I put up. I we found the other day. Do you remember how often I used to lose my eco batteries? Yeah, in your garden or in the mud. Yeah, on the way to the yeah. You do you know we moved a planter that has had strawberries in it all these years, and we moved this planter, and my son's like, "Look, mom, it was a river battery." With, yeah, with I saw your pi- I saw your picture on Facebook. Yeah. I think it commented on it. And found that fucking thing. And that thing has been and so you and I both know how old it was. 
You know, that, it was like the first clone of an ego. Yeah, it was the first offshoot of the egos, and and their claim to fame on them was, you know, ego batteries came out and they were three point seven. You put them under load, they were three point two. Well, this river battery is so awesome because it's four point two volts, and you're getting a true three point seven. Blah 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 blah. I could not believe we found that damn thing. You know what? You know it's funny. Like just going back to. Like, thinking about things like that, like the Reva, I mean, are you kidding me? God, it's so old. But um, when you think about that, and you even think about, like, ego batteries still being something that people use these days, you know, like I said, I see them all over the place. Um, Janty designed and invented, if you will, the, the whole concept of, or the, the, the form factor and the concept of the, the ego battery. Oh, I know. And you know how I know this? Because when I first started vaping, you you know, it was there there was blue and there was um what was the the something green, the green Green Sig. Green Sig. Green, green smoke. Green, green smoke. smoke, that's what it was. And yeah. you know, if you wanted a mod, you were either going to have a screwdriver or a Cisco laser pointer mod. Exactly. Um, and that's all there was. And then um, a couple months after I started vaping and Egos rolled out, the only place you could get them was from Janty out of Texas. And, and because and you used to have to explain to people that, well, is it an authentic Ego or a knockoff? And they're like, well, what do you mean? You know, and they sold it to me and said it was an Ego. And I'm like, well, does it have the Janty Ego logo on the bottom of the battery? Yeah. That was, that was the only way to tell. So... You know, real quick, an interesting, you know, backstory on that is that, so, Joy made the Ego, they were the manufacturer of the Ego for Janty, right? And they had a contract with Janty, Janty designed it. It is their product. If you are using anything that resembles an Ego, it was, it is based off of Janty's product their design originally that it was the baby j right baby j i think was what the prototype was called and what joy ended up doing was they broke that contract and just started selling egos the the joy uh the joy ego was the same thing as the janty ego the reason why they did that was because all of these Chinese companies started copying the ego with the Riva and you know all of these other different. Uh, what was the one with the light around? Remember the one that had, um uh uh shit it was a dinosaur name. Um, uh, the T Rex. Yeah, that it, it, it was. It was the T Rex, yeah. and that was awesome because it had this light that went around it. Right, it was just a different light design. Instead of and having was... a gold band or a silver band around the top, it had the, it had a light ring around there. Yeah, I remember that. I think I still have that, actually. Um, you know, but, like, what was really interesting was the fact that, you know, Janty pretty much got screwed out of something that they designed because China, this was the, the original, you know, this is the beginning of China copying, you know, um, non-Chinese designs, Right. And, you know, it was produced in China, but everybody started copying it and selling it for cheaper. And all of a sudden, Janty isn't selling a lot of them. 
right? Because they can be, you know, something similar can be bought cheaper elsewhere. So Joy just started selling them as the Joy Ego and ignored the whole entire contract. And Jantie <laughs> mentioned in chat. Did anybody teach business ethics in China? No, but they do teach corporate espionage really well. Exactly. So, like, yeah, that's and just really interesting. I don't think I pronounced either one of those words correctly, but that's okay. And does anybody even think about Genty as a company anymore? Like, I don't know. Do they? I, I check their website every now and again because I thought the mid was extremely interesting. And... You know, like I, I keep on like looking to see if they take that technology and make it into something that's modern, and like maybe have a rebirth as a company. And I, and I haven't seen anything. And you know, it's just kind of really, when you think about it, the whole state of the industry is very upsetting. It's it is a a, a situation where there are people who design things. And there's the people that steal it, hit it fast, make money, and run. Exactly. And there is nothing that you can do. There's nothing that you can do if you design something and somebody copies it. Because the amount of money that you would have to spend in order to fight them or in order to patent, you know, or copyright or, you know, even to go to the extent of, you know, trademarking your logo or something like that and going after them for using your logo or something like that. The amount of money that you would have to spend, most companies would not be able to endure suing, you know, uh, all of the different people that are reselling this Chinese stuff. So, you know, like, okay, so like as a reviewer, and this is and this is really something that... that I do have to tell you, before you get into the story, you have three minutes and 46 seconds left before Mixler cuts us off. Oh, God. Okay, so real quick. As a reviewer, you end up becoming friendly with uh, people who make mods and atomizers and things like that. This is unavoidable. Every single reviewer is friends with some of these people. Yeah. Dino okay? and Cisco already had the, the velocities already been cloned. Yeah, so the, I love the velocity. Best atomizer I've ever used. And it's not just because I know the person who made it. But, you know, any which way, you know, like when you talk to some of these people, I know a lot of people who make mods, a lot of people who make atomizers. And, you know, it's really sad the amount of time that goes into designing something like this and testing it and changing it and retesting it. All of this time that goes into putting a product out on the market only to have somebody steal that design within weeks now. Right, and, okay. and only, everybody and, thinks everybody thinks that they just came off. They came up with this idea off the top of their head, and put five hours into it and had it manufactured. And that is just not the case. Exactly. It, I'm talking. So I've tested things that have, that Cisco. Uh, I, I beta tested things that, or prototype tested things that Cisco and and Dino have worked on, and I've been using the Velocity for about I don't know four or five months now. So it just came out, what, two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. And it's cloned. Yeah, and, and it's cloned. So, you know, here's, here's the thing. And this is my, my, my thoughts out to the community. You know what? If you're going to buy a clone, fine. Right? Do it. Go ahead. If you can't afford the real thing and you're going to buy a clone, go out, buy the clone. But don't post 
on the mod makers Facebook posts or on video reviews or posts in public, oh, I'll wait for the clone. You're an asshole. You're a complete and utter asshole. My you are deleting the work that people have put into this to design these things. And this is my personal view. Assholes. Yeah. My, my politically correct version of that is, you know, don't be a five percenter. Um, the brutally honest thing is don't be a dick. Yeah. So, you know, but, and I, and I have to tell you before, before Mixler cuts us off, thank you. Thank you for coming on and hanging out with me because I honestly and truly cannot tell you how much I miss seeing the three of you every week. Hey, Jeannie, if you can ever get all three of us on, on, you know, another show, I'm down for it. If anybody out there is in contact with Kazi, I would love to hear from him. I tried to get in contact with him multiple times after his mom passed away. So I have a, a talk with him. I know how that feels when you lose a family member. Um, you know, I was unsuccessful in getting a hold of him. Uh, if, if you talk to him, tell him, you know, to shoot me a message. I would love to reconnect with him. And um, I will come on this show anytime you ask. Thank you. I'm always worried about asking people. Ask me anytime. Well, no, because I'm always thinking, you know, well, what if they really don't like me? What if they're one of the people that, you know, can't stand me and they're like, oh, Jesus, how do I tell this bitch no? Um, I'm honest. So- I would tell you to leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> <laughs> Funny like that. Um, but thank you very much, young man. Um, and I will have to, I will be bugging you to get you to come back on and hang out with me again. Sounds good to me. All right. Good night, everybody. All right. Good night. <laughs>